Welcome to Chapel Roswell University, everybody. It is great to have you here. Just in case you slept through the first two classes, I'm going to let you know what we did. A little recap. Last week, we talked about how it doesn't matter what college or university you choose. It doesn't matter the mascots or the colors or any of the rivalries. We can all still get along together. And then the first day of class, we talked about school supplies and what you're going to need. And we didn't just give you the list of school supplies, we provided you with school supplies. And we still have these. If you have not already gotten some or you just want more, you are more than welcome to come during the end of uh, the last song and you can get highlighters and pens and pencils and lanyards. And we even have brand new stickers. So we have a new supply school supply today of these stickers for your laptops and your water bottles, so we want you to be able to get all of that. Our first week, too, we gave out your most important school supply, which is our sacred textbook, the Bible. We actually gave our third graders, about eight third graders, a Bible, and I have another third grader that I would like to give a Bible to, so I'm going to invite Annie to come on down, and I'm going to remind everybody about these Bibles because having your own Bible is really, really, really important. Because it's a Bible you can color on, and you can play in, and you can draw, and you can write your name, and I will let you get that out. <laughs> and it's just for you to play with and to get to know. And so, Annie, I give you this Bible. In good times and in bad times, read it. So you will know that God is always with you. And here is a bookmark. So in case you want to bookmark too, I have a few. This gives you an outline of all the different things in the Bible that you can find. Good job. Thank you. If you just are dying to read a portion of the Bible from start to finish, start with the book of Mark. It's the first gospel that was written and the shortest. So that's a good one to start with. I want to introduce you to a department that we have in our university. This department is called the That's Not Fair Department. If you call a real college or real university and ask to speak with the That's Not Fair Department, there will be a pause on the other end of the phone. That's not what they're really called. Other real schools call this maybe the Office of Equality and Diversity. Or maybe some colleges call it the Office of Inclusion. Some people call it the Office of Institutional Equity. We're connected to this office because of Matt Hall. Matt Hall writes our Chapel Roswell newsletter, and he works in the Office of Institutional Equity as one of their investigators. He works at Kennesaw. And so it's Matt's job and other people in that same field, it's their job to listen to people because we want to have fair and equal treatment of people, of professors and faculty and staff and students on things that are important like tenure and pay and grading and behavior. So these are good things. And the investigators listen to the stories and then they make a decision. Is it fair or not fair? And so today, I'm going to open the That's Not Fair department of Chapel Roswell University. 
I will serve as your investigator. My office hours are here. I am open. So I'm asking all of you, is there any complaint, any situation that you would like me to hear and make a judgment on if it is fair or not fair? This can be from your home, your school, your work, office, anything you'd like. Are there any complaints among you? Really? I'll just give you one. Happens to be for my house. I'm sure this doesn't happen anywhere else. There are eight containers of yogurt. There are four flavors, two containers of each yogurt. And somehow, one child opens the refrigerator, and the favorite flavor is no longer there, which means... Mom, he ate my yogurt. I cannot believe he ate my yogurt. He knows that's my favorite yogurt. That is not fair. Someone eating your yogurt in the refrigerator, is it fair or not fair? I will not answer that one. Do you have any complaints? Okay, seeing none, I'll offer another. Two children, I don't know who they are. One has to wait until they're 13 years old to get a smartphone. 13 years old, a smartphone arrives. Wonderful. The younger of the two received a smartphone at age 10. Fair or not fair? Eh, I can't answer that one either. Changing times. Thank you. Mom, we're the only people in the entire world that do not have a dog. It is not fair. Everybody has one. All my friends have one. They all talk about how wonderful and fantastic it is. You owe me a dog. I promise you will never have to take care of said dog. You won't walk it. You won't feed it. You will not bathe it. I'll do everything for this dog, but it's not fair that we don't have one. A home without a dog, fair or not fair? (laughs) Before I close our department, do I have any other complaints to hear? (laughs) Yes, agreed. There is one more case before us that must have judgment. And the case comes from Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into the vineyard. He went out about nine o'clock. He saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three o'clock. He did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? And they said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, 
You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received a denarius. Now, when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Okay, fair or not fair? A whole day's work for the same hour or the same pay as one hour. There is something deep within us that wants to be treated the way we deserve as long as we get to pick the one hour that they're judging on. What's interesting here is that Matthew was actually writing to a mixed congregation, a mixed crowd. So in the people listening to Matthew, there would have been people who were Jewish. There will be people who actually knew Jesus and believed in Jesus and became Christian. And then there are other people who have converted to Christianity because of Matthew. And so they had a variety of people listening. And of course, the one question that the Gospels answer is, who is God going to love the most? The one longest or someone else? Another interesting fact is what I think is interesting here is an Old Testament connection. There are many theologians who believe that the workers are actually characters of the Old Testament. They say that the person who was in the field first was Adam, and then along came Abraham, and then Moses, and then eventually the disciples, and then the Gentiles. For me... When I read this passage, I think about the situation of having a dog. Is it fair or not fair? Because guess what? I was never a dog person. Never. Do not leave. I know. I heard the gasp. I was never a dog person, which means if I ever get within one mile of a dog, they all come running only to me. As soon as I walk into a room where a dog is, they're going to immediately come and want attention from me and only me. They want me to rub them. They want me to hold them. They're going to jump in my lap, and I'm going to have to be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> thank you. 
It's what happens. When my brother was six years old, he got a dog. And my little nine-year-old self was not happy about it. I didn't think it was fair. Because as soon as the dog entered into our house, guess what happened? My nose started bleeding, I broke out into hives, and I no longer could breathe. I was having severe allergies. And so I did what every nine-year-old girl does. I called a family meeting of sorts. And I said, listen, we got to talk about this. This is not fair. Ever since the dog has come into this house, I am miserable. We cannot live like this any longer. Something needs to change. I just knew they would pick me over the dog. One of the parents, I won't say which, one of the parents said, you're right, Marion. Something has to change. One week later, I began an allergy shot regimen, two shots in every arm every week so the dog could stay. They picked the dog. So you can imagine how mad I was on December 1st, 2020, when my very adult grown brother knocked on my door. I heard the knock on the door. I went to see who it is. It's my brother with his 14-year-old dog. I opened the door, said nothing. He looked right at me and said, I love you, handed me the leash and said, I'll be back in 30 days. Behind me erupted joy. <laughs> I said one thing to my brother that day, this is not fair. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. I don't know when it happened. I became a dog person. I don't know how, I don't know when, it just, it just happened. All of a sudden, I loved that dog. That dog started following me around. Every step I took, the dog was right there. The dog cuddled with my husband. The dog played with my children. At night, the dog would go room to room and make sure we were where we were supposed to be, protecting us. 30 days later, I hear a knock at the door. I see it's my brother. I open the door and he said, I'm back. I said, no, thank you. And I closed the door. He came in anyway. As he began to take George back home, I began to miss him already. And I scooped this huge dog up, and I began to whisper to it. And I said, don't tell him about the extra treats I gave you. Do not tell him you slept in my bed. Do not tell him that I like you. Do not do it. And as I am pouring out my soul and my love for George, my brother is laughing hysterically in shock. I have been transformed, and he was a witness to it. How much 
have I missed? How many years of joy of having a dog in your house have I missed? How many meals did I miss? How many baths did I miss? How many jumping on the furniture only to shoo him back down did I miss? How much of this gift have I missed? Thank goodness I did not get what I deserved. Thank goodness I received more. Somehow, it was quite a surprise, quite shocking, that all of a sudden, I received the gift of unconditional love, complete forgiveness when I forget or ignore, and a complete welcoming every morning and every time I walk into the home. What a gift. What a gift that I learned about. And I was thankful even though it came at the last hour. George was 14. He lived a very long, very happy, loving life with my brother. Five days after he left my house, George died. And I knew I would never go one more day without that gift. So yes, we do have a dog. And if you ever go into one of the stores and you see the little sticker on the door that says no dogs allowed, I am convinced I am the reason for that sticker. Because for the very first year that I had this dog, I took that dog every single place that I went to. It was horribly fun and maybe not appropriate. And so you're welcome. I have ruined it for the rest of all of us. The grace of God is the same. The grace of God is not something you earn or deserve based on a time frame. The grace of God has been there even before you agreed to the denarius. And it's called provenient grace. And if you're in confirmation, you knew that already. And once you know you have this grace and this love of God, you cannot lose it as easily as you think you can. And so who in the world would we be knowing that we have this reward at the beginning of a day, knowing that we have this absolute unconditional love and complete forgiveness, an ultimate sign of welcoming? If we know that we have that at the beginning of every day, who are we to begrudge and be jealous of someone who comes to it later? My husband, whenever he pretends, or I'm sorry, whenever he is the investigator of the that's not fair department of our home, I say pretend because he says the same thing, same, same thing all the time. It doesn't matter what your complaint is. It does not matter whose complaint it is. He's going to have the same answer for you every time. He says, no. No, 
It is not equal, but it's fair. God's love is never going to feel equal, but it will be fair, just not on our terms. The parable of the, land, of the landowners, of the vineyard, it was never about the workers to begin with. It's always been about the one who seeks, who offers, and who invites. But somehow along the way, when we accept the work, we decide to judge the other workers around us. We begin to put our own priorities and our own standards above other things. And those are things of ego and pride, not of God. And so here we are in the long line of old vineyard workers. We're in the line of Adam and of Abraham and of Moses and of the disciples and of the Gentiles. And of one more, one more name I will add. Jonah. We're in the line of Jonah because guess what? The parable that I read from Matthew was not first written in Matthew. It was first written in the book of Jonah. And it's not the story about Jonah and the fish or the whale. This is the story about Jonah in the bush. Annie, you can read it in Jonah chapter 3. Jonah and the bush. If you don't know this story, it's a good one. It's all about how Jonah has to go to a vineyard, a city named Nineveh. And he's mad about it. And he says to God, this is not fair. I don't like this vineyard. I don't like the people. I don't like being here. It's not fair, God. I want out. And so Jonah, he goes to the edge of the vineyard and he sits down and he just stares at everybody and judges them. He's like, I'm going to wait and see what happens to you guys. And as he's sitting there, he becomes uncomfortable because it's hot. It's sunny. And the story goes that God made a bush grow so large only to cover Jonah's Head. So Jonah sat in comfort, and Jonah loved that bush. But then, the next day, God made a worm eat the bush, and the bush is gone. And Jonah gets mad again and says, this is not fair. I'm hot, and I'm uncomfortable. And God says this, you are more concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into a being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be more concerned about Nineveh, the great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left and so many animals? And so of all the things to be worried about, Jonah, of all the things to be worried about, Marion, 
of all the things to be worried about, Chapel Roswell, it's not about what we've earned. It's not about what we've deserved or the time frame in which we've done it. It's much more about taking care of the people and the dogs and the animals with who we work alongside and the ones that are yet to come. And this reward that we're all looking for, this denarius we've agreed on, the value of it is simple. It is not a ton of money, but it's not a little either. The denarius is enough for one day's of food for one person. And so that which we're working for is just enough to buy a few loaves of bread and a few fish, which turns out can feed thousands. And that seems fair. Amen. Pray with me. Gracious and holy Lord, we are so grateful for the surprises around us. We are thankful for the things that catch us unexpected. And we thank you for all of them. We thank you for the people who've surprised us. We thank you for the places that you've put us in that have surprised us. And we thank you for the situations in front of us as we look for something transformative about it. And so help us to be more accepting and more a part of this unexpected surprise for other people when someone needs our help may we be quick to offer it and when someone has a confession to make may we show warmth as we hear it and when someone is crying may we show compassion and when someone is hurting may we show empathy and allow us to be those who are being used in the vineyard at all times and Lord, give us a sense of trust, trust in our own lives, that we're not afraid to be generous to others. And so forgive us for the times we've been those who are judging based on things that are not ours. From this moment, we, may we be nothing but a symbol of your openness and grace. And may that bring a sense of openness and freedom so the person in front of us can live the life that you have called them to do and do the work that you need them to do, not us. And so this week, if we experience anything that frightens us, help us along the way. And heal those in our church that are in the hospital. Continue to be with those who experience chemotherapy and radiation. Settle their stomachs and their bodies. Be with those who too, Lord, live in preparations. Preparations for weddings and babies and baptisms and birthdays. May you use all of this as we go through it as ways for us to grow together and grow in our faith and grow in our knowledge of you. And for every little noise, that a baby makes. For every word of a toddler 
for every conversation of a teenager all the way, Lord, to college, to adulthood, and everything in the middle. May we listen to it with open ears so that we may constantly be infusing patience and love, reminding ourselves that from the baby to the adult, that life is a gift. Amen. Let's stand and sing our last hymn together, our last song together, and come and get your supplies. <laughs>